0: I'm Daphne Allen, editor of MDDI, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Let's Talk MedTech, the premier podcast for the medical device and diagnostics industry. Now, you may remember last year that Hologic was one of our finalists for Company of the Year and was chosen by our readers as the 2020 Reader's Choice Company of the Year. In our survey, respondents praised Hologic for its quick response to the pandemic and also recognized the company for its work in women's health. And 2021 has already been a busy year for Hologic. The company announced acquisitions of Diagenode, a provider of real-time PCR tests for a range of infections, as well as acquisitions of Somatex Medical Technologies and Biotheranostics, further adding to its diagnostics portfolio. With all this going on, I'm so pleased to be speaking today with Kevin Thornell, Division President Diagnostic Solutions for Hologic. He has been with the company since 2014 and has served in a number of key roles over the years. So let's get talking MedTech. Kevin, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Thanks for taking the time to speak with MDDI. Um, So 2020 was a challenge for everyone. Our readers though, voted for Hologic as company of the year, given your fantastic performance in a difficult year. Can you share some lessons learned from the year? and how they have set the tone for 2021?
1: Yeah, great question. And yes, 2020 was uh, a a challenging year for everybody, right? And and our home life wasn't always the same as our work life. And we had kids at home and kids not at home and and everything else. But we really got off to 2020 um, in a a great light even before we found out about uh, COVID-19. And it was really around our second year of growing engagement scores. And these were basically records for us in the diagnostics um, industry where our team was highly engaged. And so when the pandemic hit, um, we had those teams running at full energy and full engagement. And if you think about it, we asked a ton out of our team in 2020. So you think about it, a lot of people were working at home, whereas our team was coming into the office every single day during the pandemic, and especially our R&D teams and our manufacturing teams. And you know, we're really proud of how they stepped up. And um, I think a lot of it comes down to our philosophy here of constant communication uh, by both me and our CEO. Uh, we were constantly, sometimes every other day, sending out video messages that the team could watch when they're at home or those that were here working on the lines. And so we kept in constant communication. And then what we're most proud of is when we look back at the year and all everything that we've accomplished, instead of us as executives taking large bonuses for the year uh, that was great performance, uh, we actually passed on bonuses very deep down into the organization so that those that were working on the front lines likely got larger bonuses than they've ever received in their entire life. And if you think about everything that comes together and as we go into 2021, there's a strong sense of accomplishment in what we've been able to do to help the world and we've, we've really achieved unprecedented scale up where we're about three times the capacity we had going into the year. So uh, great year, but the best is yet to come as we go into 2021 as well.
0: Great news. Um, you know, thinking back, your emergency use authorizations for um, the Panther Fusion SARS-CoV-2 assay and the Aptima SARS-CoV-2 test are standout accomplishments from last year. Moving forward, um, what should medtech companies be doing to provide quick solutions to combat, combat, uh, combat infectious diseases?
1: Yeah, you know, it wasn't really only Hologic. It was the entire diagnostics industry that stepped up. I sit on the Abimed DX board and surrounded by colleagues that were also doing the same thing. And we were able to develop these assays in record amount of times. Typically, it takes a couple of years, and it was really just a couple of weeks. Uh, A couple of months, um, excuse me, where we were able to develop a test, get it into large-scale manufacturing, and get it out there. You know, really, it's it's around, you know, our team, whenever there's a big commitment or a big challenge in the world, whether it was Zika, H1N1, or now with COVID-19, Um, you know, people join and work for medical device firms or pharmaceutical firms or diagnostics companies to be able to make a big impact in the world. And so that was really the adrenaline that really drove our team to work long hours, work the weekends. You know, we had ongoing conversations with regulatory uh, agencies. They were also very cooperative. And so it was really um, amazing to see um, teams coming together together. Uh, across the industry, as well as with our regulatory body. And then if you think through where we are right now, our manufacturing across the industry is scaled up beyond anything we ever thought we would need in the next decade. And so we're really now set up for the future. If another pandemic were to go come along, all of us as um, diagnostics manufacturers, including Hologic, would be able to step up and scale massive amount of testing very quickly now. The last part is really around uh, something unique to us on our Panther Fusion side of our, of our, um, of our box. And it's called open access. And so what this allows uh, us to do, if you think back into February of last year, when we both, when we all knew about this pandemic, the CDC did the best it could, it could to get out a test. Well, they were developing a hundred per week and that was never going to reach the scale up of what we need to do. Well, with open access on Panther Fusion, anybody can develop a test with a genetic sequence and get that on a highly automated platform that has over 2,400 Panthers installed across the world. And so I think as an industry, as well as Hologic, we're really set up if there's going to be another pandemic, which we obviously hope does not happen.
0: Well, that's great news that your platform could be prepared, you know, in, in case of the, you know. Um, another pandemic, which we all hope doesn't happen again. Um, right. But yeah, <clears throat> great effort. Um, you know, another thing our readers also commended Hologic for was its efforts in women's health. Um, and um, you've acquired Accessa Health with its technology for treating women suffering from uterine fibroids. And you've also introduced the genius AI detection technology to help radiologists processed breast, tomosynthesis images. Um, What other plans do you have for women's health moving forward?
1: Yeah, well, no other company in the world does more for women than Hologic. And we're really proud of that. It's the core of who we are. And um, for example, we recently just launched a new digital cytology platform called Genius Digital Diagnostics. And this really could transform cervical cancer screening. Um, it's currently available in Europe, but we're submitting an FDA approval here um, shortly, and we have a large clinical trial uh, underway. We also have a partnership that we announced publicly with Google around, um, AI and machine learning as well. And so the benefits of these things are superior, superior clarity. So with digital imaging, obviously you can see things much quicker and easier. Um, It's also more efficient if you think about the amount of human time needed to read thousands and thousands of slides per day, to be able to do that more efficiently so that the human eye and the cytologist can actually look at those most difficult cases and spend more time on those. And then lastly, it's really around improved workflow for the technologist's So you think about being able to share images across physical locations. So you could actually do, say, a a prep exam in India, and that exam could be read from uh, a large academic facility here in the US, because now you have the capability to be able to do that digitally. So really, uh, our goals are, are, are tied to the changes and best practices in women's health. So we use the latest and greatest findings in diagnostics medicine to develop or acquire companies that have these new products and technologies. Uh, an example, one that we've just done here at our diagnostics division, we expanded into uh, molecular diagnostics tests for breast and metastatic cancers. It was a company called Biotheranostics. It's now our oncology division. And we're going to continue to leverage all of our commercial know-how and our capabilities to be able to accelerate our growth Which obviously the great news is, is when we grow, that means we're giving access to superior tests and the science of sure and what we do for women to more people. And so it's a very rewarding uh, ecosystem, if you think about it, where we do well by doing good for humanity and for women.
0: Great. Thank you. Um, And, you know, speaking of your recent acquisitions, uh, does... Logic expect to remain active with m a in the near future?
1: Yeah, what we've said uh, publicly is that uh, we continue to look at those adjacent markets that are nice tuck-in acquisitions. In fact, before we even accepted this inv- invitation, uh, or after we accepted this invitation, we actually just announced today that we closed on a deal uh, called Diagenode, which is a European-based molecular diagnostics company that brings us even further capabilities. And so I think you will uh, continue to see us being active in the m M&A market when it makes sense for us.
0: Okay, great. <clears throat> um, speaking of AI earlier, um, you know how are emerging technologies like AI, machine learning and others playing a role in healthcare okay. today? And what challenges are there for med tech companies to overcome with these new technologies?
1: Yeah, AI and machine learning technology, they really do have the ability to improve laboratory performance, reduce healthcare costs, and improve accuracy, ultimately leading to better diagnosis and treatment for patients. And we know with all cancers, if you find it early, you have a better chance of survivor, survival. And so that's really the mission that drives us around diagnostics in oncology and using AI and machine learning to do that even better. We're also excited about the potential of future AI-enhanced applications for our technology to screen even more women for cancers, uh, including endometrial, ovarian, which right now there's not really any good test available for those two types of cancers. So in terms of challenges, um, this is what we hear from mainly our R&D scientists and and engineers. Um, Really, it's around developing the algorithm of um, AI. And it requires a lot of good training, if you will, for the algorithms to get smarter and be better. And so finding good data and knowing how to apply it is a challenge. Well, we're here at Hologic, we've been a leader in cervical cancer screening for decades. And so we have access to a lot of the best training sets available. And the same same thing applies to our leadership in breast and skeletal uh, as well. So beyond the technology, It's really important to educate technologists and healthcare providers and to address issues of trust and confidence, right? If you've been doing something yourself your entire life and now you're allowing a computer to assist you to do that, um, you have to really trust it and you have to have robust clinical data to, to ensure the science assurance to ensure that the diagnosis is going to be correct. Those are mainly the challenges that we see right now. In AI and machine learning and, and what we h- hope to help overcome.
0: Okay, excellent. Um, and, you know, mentioning your slogan, the science of sure. Um, and you've mentioned, you know, some healthcare needs that you're tackling. Um, what are some unmet needs in in healthcare that, you know, science could help tackle?
1: Yeah, I'll go back to our recent um, acquisition of biotheranostics. It's a perfect example of that. So, Biotheranostics has a test called Breast Cancer Index. And what it is, it's a test five years post-breast cancer diagnosis. Most women are on extended endocrine therapy for the rest of their lives, or for at least 10 to 20 years. Well, while that's a really good medicine to be on, treatment to be on, it does come with some nasty side effects. And so wouldn't it be great to have a test that tells you at year five, A, do you have a high percentage of chance or a low percentage of chance of having recurring breast cancer? And number two, are you getting the benefit from staying on extended endocrine therapy or can you get it off of that because it's actually not really giving you a benefit? That's a perfect example of an unmet need that didn't exist that now we have and we've acquired. It's only 2% adopted right now for all the women that could be eligible for this test and so it's our dream to use our commercial know-how and our connections in the breast cancer space to be able to get that to, uh, for women um, to, to get access to that test so that they can all have those benefits. There's just so much that needs to be done still in, in oncology. You know, there's a lot of unmet needs, and I think we're going to be well-positioned not only with our recent acquisitions, but also our leadership in breast and cervical cancer. We have the know-how. And now with uh, biotheranostics, we have a commercial medical oncologist team that can help advance oncology. And I think that that's where the next innovations are going to really sprout up over the next decade.
0: Well, thank you for your hard work in that area. Um, I appreciate, you know, um, sharing that. Uh, you know, another thing our, reader, our readers mentioned um, in our reader choice survey for company of the year, they they applauded your patient first outlook. Um, what does that mean to you? And you know what what can med tech companies do to promote patient centered care around the world?
1: Yeah, you know we we think about patients every day. Um, we read stories, we talk about uh, individuals by name. We have stories and videos of women uh, or even men as well that talk about their journey. And really for us, every single result that we give is potentially a life-changing event for that patient. And so we really believe that every result has to be right. And so that's where the science of sure comes from, is because you need to be sure about your diagnosis based upon the results of the test. And so I think, you know, every for us, it's a little bit easier to live into our mission and our purpose of what why we exist. And um, because we get to see the stories, we get to hear from our uh, physicians who found breast cancer early and now saved a life. They love sharing those stories. We have a lot of patient advocates that are breast cancer survivors, cervical cancer survivors, and they like to share their story. And so bring them in during our town halls to talk to our teams, to remind them that everything we do has a patient behind it on the other side. And it's why we go come to work, maybe sometimes seven days a week, at least during the COVID crisis. And it's why we do what we do, and why we attract highly engaged and talented individuals to be part of our team.
0: Okay. <clears throat> well, thanks to your team for that hard work too. Um, uh, so to wrap up, um, where do you hope healthcare will be in five to ten years from now, and how do we get there?
1: I love this question because it allows us to show about what is possible. And when you think about what is possible, it dares you to dream bigger than what you ever thought you could dream. So let's use some examples. So right now, most women go get their STI screening from their yearly PAP appointment uh, with their OBGYN. gyn um, There's about 40% of the women that should be going to get STI testing go to get testing. So think about if you were able to do home collection for all of those common stis and just put it into a discrete on, envelope it goes off to a lab and you get the answers back. So think about what that would do to get more women in for screening and you know you think about some crazy stats for stis. Uh, one in two people in the. US gets an STI by the by, by the time they're 25. And so you think about an STI like chlamydia, it can lead to infertility later in life, even if the woman doesn't even know they've they've never had symptoms. And so it can lead to problems later on in life. And this has to change. And we believe that if we can get home collection approved on a highly um, accurate test, such as the Panther system then we can actually alleviate a lot of the infertility problems that exist here in the U.S. and beyond. Think about this too. Right now, um, cervical cancer screening is a normal thing here in the United States. It's a normal thing in most of the European countries, even in Japan and Australia. However, there's a lot of places around the world where they have no screening or they have less screening. So for us, we have what's called co-testing. This is the PAP plus an HPV molecular test. And we have studies and we believe that that is the best medicine to find cervical cancer early. And then what I was talking about earlier with digital cytology can play a role here as well. Think about extending that coverage to villages out in India and it can be read in Mumbai, if you will, or maybe even halfway around the world here in the United States to be able to do the diagnosis if they don't have access to physicians in some of those remote villages. And then I guess the last thing here is, is really around routine screening. So um, if you think through not only STI monitoring, but also viral load monitoring for those that have infectious diseases, um, you know we think that this is gonna be more widely available on a global scale. scale. So with our Panther system now set, it's a little small fit footprint in the size of the device, but it has a lot of power and it's highly accurate. And now it's spread out across multiple pl- countries uh, around the world, over 2,400 installed right now. And so we have the ability to reach even further across the globe. And then lastly, I think, as I touched on earlier, um, oncology diagnostics are just getting started. I think we're going to get a lot more precise a lot more personalized, and I think that it's gonna be a lot more broadly available. And so, those are a little bit of the things we dream about and talk about that inspire us to do more than what we're already doing today.
0: Um, Well, thank you for sharing that hope for the future. Um, Definitely important work, and I appreciate you sharing this with our audience.
1: Thanks for having me. This was great to share this.
0: Thank you. Um, so those are all my questions. I don't know if you'd have any final comments, anything I didn't ask that you'd want to share, you know, with our audience. Um,
1: I would just say we're very honored and proud to have received this award. Um, it's really, it's it's so, it's great that our uh, teams get to read about it on our internal page, that it's not me or the leadership team that deserves this award. It's all the employees that came to work every day in 2020 with a smile on their face, knowing that we were doing good by doing well, knowing that we were saving lives, and knowing that despite the pandemic, that better days lie ahead because we knew that getting through the pandemic, getting more testing out there, and now going through the vaccines, that we're gonna come out of this as a society uh, bigger and, and better for the future. And we've learned so much Uh, as an industry and so much as a society that I think we're going to be ready for anything that these viruses throw at us in the future. And so with that, I just say thank you and uh, very honored and proud to receive this award.
0: Thank you, Kevin, very much. Now, before you leave us today, I thought I would share some exciting news about the upcoming md Biomed Digital, an all-new virtual conference and exhibition for medical device engineers, taking place April 6th and 7th. I've invited Omar Ford, MDDI's managing editor, and Lori Lehman, conference producer for Informa Markets Engineering, the virtual events organizer, and MDDI's publisher, to share more
2: details.
1: Hello, Lori. How are you?
2: Hi, Omar, I'm doing well.
1: I feel like it's been forever since we last spoke. I understand that there's an amazing opportunity coming up for us to reconnect with our audience.
2: Yes, it's Informa's md and Biomed Digital Virtual Conference, an event that brings together cutting edge engineers, innovative thinkers, and business leaders who impact the progression of the world's biotechnology.
1: Awesome, so what can we expect from this year's it's- virtual event?
2: Oh, there's going to be a lot going on. We've got a panel on developing your next diagnostic or point of care product, two expert physicians discussing the convergence of image-guided robotics and AI technologies and clinical practice, a panel on design and product development principles for connected devices, and... Well, 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 hold on, Lori.
1: We don't want to give it all away. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. How can we find out more information and register?
2: Yes, it will be held April 6th and 7th and you can register at biomedboston.com.
1: Awesome, I can't wait. Thanks, Lori.
2: Thank you, Omar. And don't wait so long to reach out next time.
1: I promise, I promise.